What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday, December 29th, 2016, and you guys are listening to episode 287. Uh, I hope everybody's doing well. I hope everybody had a a great time in between shows, and most importantly, everybody had a very, very uh, Merry Christmas, Uh, Happy Hanukkah. I think Hanukkah is still going on. I'm not sure. Um... Because I'm not a Jew, but I do know what's going on. I think it's going on. I know it's eight eight days and uh, whatever. Either way, uh, Christmas is better. You all know it. Um, no, but in all seriousness, I hope everybody is having a, uh, a great holiday season. Getting ready for uh, New Year's Eve coming up this weekend. Uh, as you guys can hear, which really sucks, is uh, I'm sick. Which really sucks because I have a lot of work to do. Uh, I got shows, uh, I have shows tonight, late night tonight, I have shows uh, tomorrow, I have a show, uh, a theater show on uh, New Year's Eve in Connecticut, so this is definitely not the time to be uh, catching a cold, uh, I just get it from the fucking kids and, the, and, and my wife and all these fucking people who get sick, it comes into your house, it sucks, it sucks, that's the only thing I hate about bad weather, I love bad weather, I love winter. I do. As a matter of fact, right now, as we speak, it is a dreary, dark, rainy day. And for you TVE listeners, you've listened to this show for a long time, you know that that's what I love. Don't get me wrong, I love the sun. I love when it's nice, I I do. I like, you know, I like summertime, going to the beach and, and nice days occasionally. But I also love dark, gloomy weather. I do. I get it from my father. Lloyd, don't even fucking start, Lloyd. Don't even start because I can't put you outside. I hear you looking outside. Um, I like, I just like this weather. I, I just, I don't know why, but I love when it snows. I love when it rains. I love when it's dark and dreary. I love when people have to like get out of their car and sprint inside because it makes them uncomfortable and everybody's not happy. I know that sounds nuts, but that's what I like. So um, the only thing I don't like about this is when the weather changes, you get sick. So people give you... People get you cold, and that's clearly what I have now. Um, But I'll tell you what else I have for you guys on this dark, dreary, rainy day. I have a great episode for you. So um, I will deal with my sickness. You'll have to deal with my sick voice, which I apologize uh, in advance for. But uh, I have a really funny show. I have some funny, excuse me, some funny stories that happened this week. Uh, One in particular which is my unacceptable, which I've never even had this happen to me before. You guys are going to think I'm lying. It's like a movie, so I'm excited to tell you this one because it's one of those things where while, while it's happening, it's so unbelievable that you're like, "Get the, this can't be real, but then I'm like, oh, wait, I'm a comedian, and I do a podcast, and I go on stage, and I talk to fucking crowds of people, so this is actually cool that it's happening. However, if it happened in the real world, uh, where, I mean, it did happen in the real world. However, if it happened where I can't talk about it and it just happened and I have to deal with it, I would be, it would be a little more, uh, ridiculous. So I'll talk about that. A couple movies that I want to talk about that I saw. Um, the Giants are in the playoffs. We'll talk about that. The, uh, the Knicks are doing well. Um, so there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, Christmas just happened. Um, some little cunt cut my son in line. Uh, at this birthday party he went to. I'll talk about that. So uh, a lot of stuff uh, to talk about here on this uh, packed out 287 installment of the Verzi Effect podcast. So sit back, relax, everybody, wherever you may be, in your home, in your car, at your cubicle, at the gym, wherever you are, sit back and relax and get ready for TVE 287. Seven, But first, of course, I got to shout out the sponsors. The TVE podcast is sponsored by City Living Dog. City Living Dog Services and Coach Mike. Check out Coach Mike's unbelievable YouTube videos where he's training these dogs um, around little kids. An amazing, amazing video. Amazing dog trainer. He's done wonders with my dog who uh, still has ways to go because we got a fucking wolf. But... Um, he's, he's an amazing, amazing dog trainer. You could check out his Instagram. You can check out his Facebook, his YouTube uh, videos, like I said, are amazing. Twitter, all that stuff. Check out City Living Dog and City Living, 
um, dog.com and the services of Coach Mike, one of the best dog trainers that's out there. Uh, this is a 17-year vet who uh, has been through it all and can help you out. So please contact citylivingdog.com and Coach Mike and tell them that the Verzi Effect sent you. And of course, everybody, all things comedy where the uh, Verzi Effect resides. Uh, one of the best podcast uh, networks that is out there in the world today, uh, especially for comedy, and that's real. So you could check that out. Follow them on Twitter at All Things Comedy, and you could see what I'm talking about. Also, All Things Records. Well, speaking of All Things Records, um, I did a little throwback. Today's Throwback Thursday, and I did a throwback um, of my uh, album. My album, if you go to my Facebook, I don't know if you guys are on my Facebook or wherever you are, there's actually some people that I have to shout out to today, which is completely humbling, but before I get to that, I want to say, uh, if you go to my Facebook, you can see uh, Paul Verzi, Night at the Stand, when it hit number four on the Billboard charts a little over a year ago, and um, you know, it's kind of amazing to me that that's kind of in the rearview mirror now, and I'm ready to put out a special this spring, so um, please check that out, but that is with All Things Records, and I also want to give a shout out to my boy Giannis Pappas who uh, Sirius XM named Album of the Year of 2016. Uh, so cool. You know, me and that dude are good friends. My album did what it did in 2015, and then his album does what it does in 2016. Uh, so it, I was really happy for Giannis, and his album is also with All Things Records. So uh, check that out as well. Now, something that I got to talk about, because this was, I didn't even realize, I was told this, by this soldier, okay, um, for people that listen to the show, or I should say people that are um, new listeners and have, have just jumped aboard, where the fuck have you been the past six years, but anyway, if you did just jump aboard um, the show, uh, one thing that's very humbling to me, always, and it's amazing to me, is the amount of soldiers that listen to the Verzi Effect, there are soldiers, um, the men and women of our armed forces that listen to this show. Uh, it's the most humbling. It's the most insane thing to me. It's mind-blowing to me. I've had pictures of soldiers that were in fucking, like, armed Humvees shooting, and they're listening to my fucking nonsense. Um, they love it, and it's amazing to me. Um, but this one really took me back. This one blew my mind today. So I want to um, address this. And... Uh, I'm going to do it without getting emotional. No, this is really some serious shit. Um, John Baxley. Uh, John is a soldier who uh, is a fan of the um, of the podcast. And I've known that for a while. And I've, you know, I thanked him so much. And I sent him and his platoon, uh, you know, I sent him and his platoon, you know, Verzi Effect poster signed and everything like that. And, you know, he he's, you know, said that they... They call themselves the animals because, you know, I always do the, you know, lock them in a cage, you fucking animals. And I, you know, I tell like rowdy, guy, you know me guys, I go to audience members if then I'll be like, you fucking animal. And, you know, the whole thing of like these unacceptables, these animals need to be uh, put in their place. So he sends me a picture and I didn't even realize when he said, oh, we call ourselves the animals. I didn't realize how literal this was. So I get this amazing picture today. I really was blown away by this that to the point where I had to like gather myself. Like I wasn't like, I, I just was like, what the fuck? Like I was all over Twitter talking to John saying, I can't believe you guys do this. He sends me a picture of them outside of their fucking armed, you know, Humvee tank, whatever the fuck this thing is. And... It says, the animals, 2016, in Hungary, blowing shit up. Uh, if you can't read, I'll send you a larger copy. And I'm looking at the side of their military vehicle, and it says animals on it. And these guys all have nicknames of animals. And, I mean, I don't even know what to say. So I want to give a shout-out to John Baxley and his platoon, the animals, who basically did that name because they love my show and they took it and these guys are fighting I mean these guys are all over the world fighting and they 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 love the Verzi effect so I want to shout out each of them one by one they each gave themselves names which is awesome I'm honored it's a privilege stay safe 
you know, stay strong and do that and get back home to your family safe. But I want to shout out to the Caterpillar, the Wombat, the Great White Buffalo, the Sloth, Big Bear, the Tasmanian Devil, the Swan, the Black Mamba, and the Coyote. Thank you guys all so much. They sent me this unbelievable portrait um, of them all standing in front of this thing. The the vehicle says animals. I, I don't even know what to say. Uh, what you guys do is so ridiculously courageous and uh, amazing. So thank you all. And to any soldier, not just the animals. Any soldier listening to this. I know I got people in Japan listening. I know there are people in Afghanistan listening. Thank you guys so much. The fact that you guys are listening to a comedian just talking shit um, is ridiculous to me. Uh, the fact that I could make time go by for you guys and give you guys something to, uh, you know, I guess just goof around with uh, and get your mind off of shit, that's amazing to me. Lloyd, not fucking now, Lloyd. I'm shouting out the soldiers right now. So thank you guys uh, so much for that. Uh, that is amazing. It's almost, it's almost too much. Now I want to talk about this little cunt, all right, who clearly... Clearly cut my son in line. Clearly cut my son in line. And I called her out on it, and then I talked to a worker there. So here's what happened. Not my unacceptable, by the way. My unacceptable, I got a, I got a great story, uh, which would have, which, which is will be my unacceptable, okay? I'll get to that. Here is um, what happened. Here's what happened um, at this birthday party. So my son goes to this birthday party, and it's one of these trampoline places. You know, these bounce places where you do, like, you know, Dodgeball, but you know, basketball, you do volleyball, you just run around and the whole, the whole place is just trampolines. So they're jumping with every activity. It's just them jumping up high. Then they jump from a trampoline. They grab a rope. They go into a bunch of foam, you know, foam balls or squares or whatever the fuck it is. Right. So I'm watching my son, um, you know, and I like taking my son to his birthday parties when I can. Because a lot of times I can't. A lot of times I'm on the road and, you know, I got to hear from, you know, my hotel room, my wife telling me, you know, what she did with my son and daughter and their birthday parties. So the, the majority of the time when I'm home, if they have a birthday party, I like to take them. And I enjoy it. I just like get a kick out of little kids having a good time and, and my son being social with people and stuff like that. So um, some people dread it. I don't mind it. So I go to this trampoline place, and my son's having a blast. And my son is such a cool kid, and I'm not just saying this. My son is such a special little boy, and he's such a cool kid that he's not even in the little boy's class whose party it was. He was in the little boy's class in um, he was in the little boy's class in kindergarten and first grade, but he's in another class now. And since he liked him so much, he was like, the only kid in another class at this party. All right. This kid, this kid is, is awesome, my son. And I'm not just saying that. He's a really, really good kid. So I'm watching him play, and he's, you know, he doesn't know all the classmates, or he knows some of them from soccer and from having uh, previous classes with them, but not, not this year. And he's having a good time, and they're moving from, like, you know, uh, station to station, so to speak. You know, and they have, first of all, they got, like, fucking 14-year-olds as group leaders. The people that work at these places are fucking high school girls. It's like, okay, guys, now we're going to go to dodgeball. You ready? Yay! You know, all that stupid shit. You know, cheerleaders for the place or whatever. I get it. You pay them dick, and they, they run around, and, you know, and they're happy. Whatever. So, I, uh, I'm watching my son, and he's having a good time, and he's playing dodgeball, and he's jumping up and down, and he's flipping into the foam, and then he's waiting online, and then a couple of girls walk over. I would say, I mean, my son is seven. I would say these girls were probably 11, 12, you know? And this fucking little blonde cunt just kind of walks right in front of my son with her friend. And they're sitting there. And my son looked up at her and didn't say nothing. Now, that bothered me. And that's a, that's a personal thing with me because, uh, you know, if I had to be honest, my mom moved me a lot, you know. And I know it sounds like I'm going to cry, but I'm just sick. So some of you guys are like, is he going to really fucking know? I'm just, I'm sick. But I specifically remember this and it bothered me. 
I always got popular after my mom moved me. You know, I would get girlfriends, I would get popular, and things were cool. But it wasn't like that at the beginning. I was always down and hurt when my mom first moved me because I left a place where I felt like I was really established and I would keep moving. And it, and it, and it, was, it bothered me. And I remember one time, uh, I was, I was, I think I just got to eighth grade and I was devastated because I lived in like lower Westchester and my mom moved me upstate to Dutchess County and I was devastated and it wasn't really developed that much up there and it, and it really bothered me. I was, I was really hurt and down and I didn't want to go to school and all kinds of shit. And I'm standing online. I never forget this, man. I still think about this. I'm standing online and I was just defeated. I was defeated. I was going to the counselors going, fuck this. I'm done with school. I was really upset with my mom and stepfather, you know, and, um, and I just remember I'm sitting online and I'm just fucking hurting and I'm alone, you know, cause I'm at school and, and a lot of people think, and a lot of parents even think, well, they'll be home at two o'clock and they're fine. But that time from eight in the morning to two o'clock, when you don't have any family, you don't have any real allies, people that really love you. If you're in an uncomfortable situation, that's an eternity. And I remember sitting online and this group of kids walked by. And looking back now, I, I really did. I'm not, I'm not trying to be a dick, but I really did become, you know, popular and, and everything was good. I mean, this was the first few months. And the people that did this to me were, were actually the fucking kind of, I guess you'd say the nerdy ones. But I, I was so defeated and beat up that I let them cut me online. And I remember one guy being like, oh, yeah, but this guy was in front of us. And the other guy was like, ah, fuck it, like whatever. And I couldn't even fight it. I couldn't even fight it. You know, like normally now the next year or even later that year, I would have fucking fought it. I would have punched a kid in the face and be like, don't fucking disrespect me. But at the time, I just didn't want to be in the school. So it, it bothered me. So fast forward, I get a flashback of this little cunt doing this to my son. Okay. And, uh, you know, I didn't, obviously I, I, what I wanted to do, the, 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 I thought like the pleasurable thought I had was taking this little bitch by her ponytail and swinging her around like a cartoon and just like, <laughs> and just throwing her into the fucking foam and having her be shocked and crying and, and traumatized for life. That, that was the pleasurable thought, but obviously I can't do that cause I don't want to go to jail. Um, you know, I'm not throwing away my career for taking some little chick by her ponytail and swinging her fucking around. Although it was a, a very pleasurable um, thought. So my son just looks up at her and she cuts and she basically did the same thing to her friend. Like, oh, we'll just stay here. And I look at my son and she's right next to me. And I lean down to my son. And I go, did this girl just cut you? And my son said, yes. So now I'm standing back and I'm going, all right, Paul, we got to figure out how to do this here. You got, we got to figure out what you're going to do because there's no way I'm letting this shit go. So I was like, all right, all I could do is ask. And she's either going to lie or she's going to say, yeah, I'm so sorry. But she blatantly just did something wrong and little kids aren't going to admit it and I'm not going to sit there and argue. So I lean over to her and I say, excuse me, did you just cut the line and, and cut in front of my son? She goes, no, no, I was here. We were here. So my first initial thought is, was she there and then left? But no, fuck that. My son was next and it's only going to take five seconds so you could get in the back. But I honored what she said. Okay. Okay, listen, you're a lying little dirty bitch, and that's how you're going to grow up, okay? You got shitty parents, and you're a little bitch, all right? And you think you're entitled, you're going to grow up to be the cunt that you are meant to be, if you're acting like that. You're going to step in front of a seven-year-old, right? So I go, okay, so I just back up. And now I'm pissed off because I know that these 14, 15, 16-year-old bitches that are running around there with smiles on their faces aren't doing their job. So I walk up to this chick. And I know I'm way over angry more than I should be. You know, they're probably not bitches. They're kids that have jobs and they're doing well. I'm, I'm just pissed off. All right? So bear with me. How could he say that about because my son got cut? That's how the fuck I could say it. All right? Because nobody's going to make my son feel bad, especially not some little fucking entitled cunt. So I go up to this chick working there, 15, 16, 17 years old, whatever she was. And I go, look, I just want to let you know these older kids here you know, if you got to keep an eye on this, because these older kids here are stepping in front of the younger kids, you got to watch it. So finally, like they all got nervous and they got on alert and I just sat back and I watched it. And you know what? Nobody got cut again. And that was fine. But it's, it's bullshit. You know, that's one thing, like watching kids on lines. That's, that's something that bothers me. Maybe, yeah, it's because of what happened to me, but I also don't want to see anybody that was waiting online doing the right thing. Now, my son is a sweetheart. My son's going to sit there and be like, I'll just wait my turn. And if somebody does that, that's not me. 
You know, like my son's like that. My son sees somebody litter, he'll go and pick it up, but he's not going to say anything. He's not going to go, hey, you did that. He's just going to go, I, I don't want the environment to be dirty, so I'll just do it. I'll do the right thing. I know I did the right thing, okay? That's where me and my son differ because I, I have to do the right thing and then I got to let somebody know that they did the wrong thing because I am a stubborn, prideful, Sicilian Greek motherfucker. That's why. You know, you're not going to beat me. Or if you do beat me, I'm going to let you know you're not going to beat me again. And here's why. That's just who I am. Maybe my son will have that. Maybe he won't. Maybe I'm completely blowing this out of proportion because the girl really thought she was there. I don't know. I didn't like it. And my son felt it. And I felt my son feel uncomfortable. That shit's not going to happen on my watch. God, I hope none of the parents at that party listen to my podcast. Um, <laughs> How fucked up would that be at the next thing? Uh, good though, good, you know, if it makes people not, you know, cut my son off in a line, I'm, I'm serious, any parent listening to this, next time you go to a function, a school function, a festival, uh, an amusement park, any kind of thing like that, you know, even concession stand and there's little kids online, watch what happens, because there's going to be this one either egotistical, narcissistic, future sociopath who just thinks it's their line, you know, or you're going to see respectful kids and you're going to find out which one your kid is too. You got to do it. I think that's a great place. A line is an underrated, great place to see how your human, how your child is going to develop as a human being and how good you're doing as a fucking parent. Cutting in line to me is now I got called out at giant stadium. I don't know if I brought this up on the, I, I might've, I don't know if I did. I, I was hammered at the Giants game, right? Because I wasn't driving. Not hammered like visibly, but, I, you know, I tied one on nice. And I went up right at halftime, right as halftime was ending, to go get another round of beers. And I wait, wait, wait. And this could have been an unacceptable. And then I get there, and a lady at the Bud Light line's going, nah, we're done, we're done. So I'm going, what the fuck? It's not even the third quarter. So then I run across the way. I see other people online still getting beer. But then there was like a cutoff, and I was behind the cutoff, so I'm not getting a beer. Now, I'm drunk, so I walk up to the front of the line, the person before the next person going up, and I go, yo, I'll give you a 20. I go, I'll give you a 20 if I could go online. So this Lion fan, this Lion fan gets mad at me, and he calls me out, and he goes, whoa, 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 buddy, that's not cool, man. Get in the back of the line, dude. Get in the back of the line. And then someone else is like, yeah, give us all 20s. I said, I offered him a 20. He goes, yeah, well, then give us all 20s then. Kind of have a good point. The guy in front goes, yeah, he, he does have a point. And I just looked over at the Lions fan, and I was drunk, but I just smiled, and I go, all right, dude, relax, relax. It's not a big, you know, I'm trying to get a beer. I got screwed over there. I'm just trying to get a beer, relax. And then the guy was like, fine, fine, no, it's over, it's over, and it was all good. And the people in the front of the line were really nice and were like, here, just give me your money. And they, they gave me the money. I think I might have told that story. I don't know if I did, but I didn't, I don't know if I got into how, like, it got, got a little hairy the last time I brought it up. So... If this chick, I guess the point of the story is if this chick would have gave my son a 20, then it would have been okay. You know, you know, and at his age of seven, give him a five. You know, you give give us give him a five, be like, yeah, go get yourself a matchbox car, go get yourself something, go get yourself some football cards, whatever. Okay. But she didn't offer him that. So so I guess you could look at it like when I'm drunk at a Giants game and I'm trying to get a beer, um, I might not be the most ethical. But I still pay you. I still pay you for the inconvenience. <laughs> oh man! So uh, all right. So here's my here's my uh, unacceptable. And then uh, got a lot of stuff. I'm not going to spend too much time on unacceptables today. And uh, this is a lighter unacceptable week because, of course, before Christmas was a huge unacceptable week. And uh, I don't want to spend more than you know. I don't like to spend a certain amount of time on the unacceptables when when uh, you know. Because I get half complaints. Oh, we love the unacceptables. We want more. And other people, I want to hear you talk more. I don't, don't do the unacceptables. I don't fucking know. But this one is not going to be that much. All right? I am giving you guys all of me right now because I'm sick. So here's what happened. Who's calling me? Who's calling me? A fucking credit card? Yeah, I know. I know. I spent, by the way, I spent, I don't know how much you guys spent. I went, like, you ever just look at yourself and be like, holy shit, you're spending money this year? Like, I'm not going to lie, 2016, I spent months, like, I was, like, my friends would look at me going, like, dude, you're, you, are you sure you got, like, you, you sure you're all right? Like, I was spending money 
like, I'm not going to say carelessly because I don't think I'm bad with money. I just like to enjoy myself. You guys know I hate cheap shit. I hate cheap people. I hate buying cheap shit. I hate skimping out on less quality. I'm not like that. But this year, I mean, for Christmas, my wife got spoiled. My wife got fucking spoiled. And she's still going to break my fucking balls next week. She probably already started, I think. No, I'm just kidding. My wife is cool. But I went, I did like, you know, between me and you, okay? I think I did. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, she does a great job. She got me an amazing watch and she did a great job. But I think this year I was the one to really, I said, I mean, I raised the bar, you know, to be honest. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, this was a, this was a uh, very, very fun but expensive uh, time of year, uh, 2016. By the way, speaking of 2016, there's so many RIPs, but Carrie Fisher and her mother, Debbie Reynolds, and just so much stuff. I mean, Prince and David Bowie and Alan Thicke. I mean, there's so many. I'm disrespecting people because I can't remember how many. So, um, But that's just horrible. That's just horrible. Uh, I I heard uh, Carrie Fisher was really nice to comedians up at the Montreal Festival last year. I wasn't at the festival last year, but um, I heard she's amazing. So... um, you know, that's just, that's just sad, and, and it's, it's brutal, and then to have her mom go the next day, it's, it's brutal, but, uh, you hope, you hope that they're together, that's all you could do, is just hope they're in peace, and it's just such a brutal thing, um, but, so, here is my unacceptable, all right, uh, I had to go, you know, I had family here, I had my, uh, my mother-in-law was here for four nights, everybody. What a blast. No, she's great. She's great. But it could have been like three days. It could have been two days. Um, so, um, you know, Paul, do you mind? Can you go run out to Starbucks shop and get this? And then you come home. Paul, you think you could run out to Starbucks shop and get this? Yeah, and I got no problem. I Listen, when they're cooking and it, there's a bunch of people in the kitchen cooking and talking, I, you know, that's not a place for me. I don't mind being alone, you know? I got that... I got that uh, comedian DNA too, like going and being alone in my car for a little while. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with that. Um, so yeah, sure. I'll go. Over. What do you need? Oh, can you get this? Can you get that? Sure. Sure. Pick up some more beer. Sure. Sure. Get some dog food. Sure. So I go out to stop and shop. I think this is, is this Christmas Eve or the morning before Christmas Eve? The day before Christmas Eve, or Christmas Eve. Okay. And this is fucking nuts. I'm not even making this up. This is going to sound like, this is going to sound like a, an exaggeration for the show. It is not. I promise you it is not. So I'm walking around and my stomach starts to hurt and I'm going, please don't have to go to the bathroom here because I needed a lot more shopping done. I kind of just got there. I'm going, please don't have to go to the bathroom here. You know, I do everything I can to not go to a public restroom. You know, especially if I had to shit, you know, that's like, that's the one thing. And, you know, I told you guys the procedure, you guys know the procedure, the long-term Versi effect listeners know my procedure. I take the paper, I wipe it down twice, clean it in the inner bowl clean. Then I take dry paper again after I wiped it down wet twice, I dry it all. Then I layer it. So there is no skin to, there is no ass to bowl when I go in a public restroom ever including my children. Like yesterday, my son needed to go so bad. So I ran him to a McDonald's. It was dirty. There was all like shit in the back of the thing. And he's like, no, but in the front is okay. There was hair. I'm like, fuck that. I'd rather have you shit your pants and teach you a lesson than have you shit in this thing. Right? So anyway, I digress. Anyway, I'm in, I'm in stop and shop and I'm going, oh my God, dude, you're going to have to go. There's no way you'd be able to make it home and then come back. You just got to go. So I asked somebody, is there a restroom here? Like, yeah, the restroom is, is over there, blah, 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 by the stairs, go over there. So I have a cart with about, you know, I say 20 items in it. And I'm like, is this thing going to be all right? So I walk my cart over outside the restroom and, uh, you know, I, I go into the restroom. I leave the cart outside. I go into the, the bigger stall, the more comfortable stall is taken. So now, you know, when you got to go. You know, your mind and ass have already made up the mind. Like, your mind has already told your bowels 
and your ass like this is about to happen. You know, so my my system is already in, you know, it's already in go mode. You know, the, the pistons are going now. It's, it's all about to happen, right? So that being the case, I go into the smaller one. Not ideal because I had, you know, my jacket, so I'd take my jacket off, you know, turn it around. My fucking back is hitting all sides of the wall because this thing was a fucking shoebox. And I have to do my procedure. I have to wipe down the thing. I have to do the whole thing. So now I finally get get the paper down and I'm finally sitting down and I'm going. I'm doing my business and, uh, you know, everything is all right. It's quiet. And the guy next to me is not moving. He's not moving. He's just staying in there. But I'm like, whatever, this guy's in there. I'm going to do my business quick and get out of here. I have to do it, right? All of a sudden, the ultimate nightmare, okay, of when you're in the public restroom is what? Somebody coming in when it's small and waiting to go. Now, you always like to hear somebody piss, flush, and leave. No, not the case. So I'm sitting on the bowl. I'm just trying to get through this. But I'm like early in the procedure. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm you know, I just got there. So like I kind of, you know, you kind of like not unwind, but you're like, all right, let me just enjoy this for at least three minutes. You know, let me just get this shit, you know, going um, and, and, and relax for a second and kind of think about what I have to do today. You know that, you know, that like one minute, even when you're rushing, you always get that one minute of freedom mentally, right? When you're on the boat. So I, uh, this guy comes in and, you know, I don't hear water. I don't hear urinal. And I kind of can feel a guy through the crack. I'm trying to look and you just see a guy waiting there and he's clearly waiting for a toilet. I'm not kidding, guys. Like a movie. Like a movie. I'm going, I wonder if he's like, you know, like really looking. And I look through the crack and like a fucking horror movie, his eyeball and my eyeball meet through the crack And he gives this intense look like, I got to fucking go. And I just got so spooked that I kind of just turned away. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? Is this guy, look, is this guy fucking grilling me through the crack of the door while I'm in the most vulnerable position I could be in? You know, now it's like this guy's going to like, you know, watch me get up and wipe my ass, like, it was just a really, so then I look up again, and sure enough, he's, like, looking, and, like, I see his head moving so he could get a good look in, now I just put my head down, and I'm going, this is really fucking awkward, I still have to get up and wipe, you know, and, like, I'm not a fast wiper, you know, I'm not gonna lie, like, I, I, you know, I treat my ass like I treat my feet, like, I want to make sure, like, I can't walk around a supermarket with a dirty ass, like, I'm not gonna do that, you know, so, um, I, I start, I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? And all of a sudden I hear this guy, I'm not kidding. He's going, Oh, come on, come on, hurry up, hurry up. Come on, come on. And I'm going, what the fuck? Now, um, um, now I'm getting bullied out of the toilet and the other guy's not moving. The other guy doesn't give a fuck. I don't think the other guy's eyes can see this guy. I think this guy is locked on me. I'm in the smaller one, which probably says you're not comfortable, so you need to get out first. So the other guy's off the hook. This guy in the fucking, you know, handicap one or big one, he's like in first class of like shitting in this place. He's like, ah, I'm good, you know? Gets the drinks first from the flight attendants, all that shit. I, on the other hand, I'm in this coach fucking thing, and this guy's looking at me, he's going, oh, come on, come on. And I get up, I wipe my ass, I rush out of there, and the guy runs in there, and I walk out, and now I'm pissed off, and I'm like, fuck this, this bully guy, he had this weird little mustache, he looked like a fucking freak, and he's sitting there, and I just got bullied, I mean, out of my fucking toilet seat, when I had to go to the bathroom, and I'm walking around the place, and then I saw the guy online later, and he just looked like a douchey fucking tool, and I'm like, why the fuck, I should have just sat there, absolutely unacceptable to be looking through the crack with your eye, like, I just see an eye looking up and down through the crack like it's a, like he's a fucking goblin. So this shit goblin is fucking spooking me out. And then he's going, oh, hurry up, come on, come on. I was like, what the fuck? I never in my life heard that. Absolutely unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable to be fucking saying, come on, come on. It's like, dude, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I swear, I wouldn't be like, come on, come on. Like, if you got to go that bad or whatever you got to do, like, I'm not doing that. 
I would never do that if I had to go. Honestly, I would run out of the store. I'd go to a near store. I would do something. I'd go home. I would do something. Unless this guy had like a Kelly Meyer issue or some kind of disease where he just couldn't like randomly shit himself and he didn't want that to happen, fine. So he'll get a little past that way. But unacceptable to say, come on, come on, and to look in with your eye like some dude who's gonna about to shit all over the place. I don't need that pressure when I'm trying to, you know. So that's my unacceptable. That's a true story. The eye through the crack going up and down looking at me and then saying, come on, come on, like a fucking horror movie. And I'm sitting there like scared and shit. Um, all right, let's see what you guys have. <laughs> Oh, this one's going fast. We're almost 40 minutes into this shit. Uh, let me see. Make sure everything is going good. Where is the... Uh... All right. Could you imagine, like, the pressure that I felt when the guy's going, come on, come on? But, like, I'm not compromising my ass wipe for this man. All right, here we go. Uh, locker room animal. This is from Brett McCarthy. Paul, I was at the gym earlier today and noticed this absolute animal of a person using the locker room shower. Gross enough, right? Without even flip-flops on. Unacceptable. Uh, I think so. Anyway, love your stuff and can't wait for the new hour. Happy New Year. Let me see. You sent a picture. Yeah, that's kind of gross. This guy's in a public bathroom shower barefoot on tiles that's fucking yeah dude i'm with you on that one brett i don't know how these people do it i don't know i had to do something really gross in canada me and barton because we wanted to go to a steam room and it was the worst and it was when a guy was walking around naked with his fucking little soft baby dick and like shoes on like a toddler and he was like putting water on the rocks it was we were just laughing it was ridiculous uh but uh, yeah, I don't know. You got to go flip-flops or I'll even like ruin socks if I need to just not have my bare feet on some some floor that had all these bear claws on it. All right, here we go. Uh, oh, here's a uh, regular writer into her or whatever. Uh, uh, Cheetos for lunch, unacceptable. Uh, Jose Marie Zafra. Hey, Paul, I hope you and the family had a very Merry Christmas uh, and upcoming Happy New Year. Well, thank you, sir. Always, it's been a while but here is my unacceptable for the week. Uh, today in the lunchroom, my coworker was eating spicy hot Cheetos out of Tupperware with a spoon and a can of Coke. Seriously, that's lunch? Lock him in a cage with the Cheeto vending machine. Thanks, Paul, for uh, all of the good stuff. Love you, brother. Uh, Jose. Well, thank you so much, Jose. Uh, I appreciate that. And, you know... I don't understand people. I know people that used to just eat um, potato chips. I I would I would see people eat. Yeah, they'd have a soda and potato chips, and that would be like their lunch and snack. I don't know how you do that shit. You know, at least if you're gonna do something light, at least make it a yogurt or something. Cheetos and a soda. My next question is, how was the guy's shape? Was he in shape? Was he or she in shape? Let me know about that. And by the way, speaking of unacceptable, did you guys hear this Steve Martin shit? Steve Martin tweeted after Carrie Fisher died and said she was one of the most beautiful creatures he ever saw or something. And these feminist cunts, these feminist groups got upset that he said that, so he took it down. He was saying something nice. He was saying something nice, and these fucking groups got upset. And I'm not talking, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to women here. Because there's a lot of strong women that are feminists. So I'm not trying to generalize, you know, and just say. But there's a difference between, a, I've always said this. There's a fine line between a feminist and a cunt. Okay? You know, and and to to say something, he was just calling her a beautiful creature. It was just, he was just using a certain word. And he actually, that's the times we live in right now with the political correctness that people got upset with it. He had to take it down. One of the most ridiculous things ever. Okay, that's the shit why you people don't like Donald Trump. That's the shit why Donald Trump won. Shit like that. Stop that shit. It's ridiculous. All right, all right I got to get back to this before I start getting. All right, here we go. Here is a gym unacceptable uh, from Ryan Apple or Ryan Appel. Sorry, Ryan, if I got it wrong. I'm sure one of them are right. Here we go. Hey, Paul, first time unacceptable here. Well, thank you. Welcome aboard, sir. 
Recently, I went to the gym and there was a father there with his son. The father looked like he was in pretty good shape, like he used to play football, but he still works out a lot and is really buff. His son looked about six or seven years old. The father kept making his son hang from the pull-up bar uh, and was screaming at him to keep doing more, even when the kid wasn't strong enough to hang on after uh, doing only a couple of pull-ups. The father kept yelling at him to not be weak, oh boy, and to stop being a baby. I saw him the next day again with his son and uh, what looked to be his other son, who was slightly younger, so about five or six. The father was yelling at both of them to do sit-ups and pass weights to each other as they would as they would sit up. Jesus, uh, both of these both of these days, the kids did not look like they were having fun at all. What happened uh, to just uh, signing kids up for Pee Wee uh, or Little League sports? Uh, to stay active. I mean, there are a lot of fat ass, out of shape kids uh, now. But what I saw is the opposite extreme. When I was uh, when I was this kid's age, the kind of workouts I would get was just playing hide and seek and riding bikes with my friends, uh, not uh, going to a fucking NFL combine uh, in the gym with my dad. Lock this guy up in a gym with a bunch of Navy SEALs to do their insane workouts and never. Uh, let him leave. Uh, by the way, uh, in reference to a recent podcast of yours, I worked for UPS as a seasonal job and they make us knock on the doors so people will take their packages instead of risking getting it stolen off the people's front porches. People actually follow UPS trucks around and will run and steal packages as soon as UPS uh, truck drive, okay, truck drives away, I didn't know that, see, you learned something, thank you very much, uh, Ryan, for that, most drivers are cool, and if you tell them to knock, uh, uh, to not knock, okay, from now on, they won't, uh, do it anymore, so it won't hurt to ask, I know it's annoying, but it's just the rules we had to follow, uh, you always have to blame the, uh, corporate cunts at the top, uh, dude, that is awesome, Thank you so much. I know there's more to read here, and I will. But thank you so much, Ryan, for letting us know that because we talked about that. Why are you scaring me? And then I get to the door, and there's a package, and you run off like it's a ring and run. Now we have the answer. Uh, also, I'll be at the Rose Bowl this year. I was wondering if you, uh, if it would be weird to say, uh, to say hello for a quick picture if I happen to run into you. I know you're always there with Bill and your other comic friends, but I understand if you'd rather not... Uh, if you'd rather not, and to just hang out with your friends and tailgate. Like Bill always says, it's always the cool people who leave after a show because they don't want to bother you, and it's always the psychos who stay to and annoy you. I uh, don't want to annoy you guys at all, but I was just curious. We are Penn State. Um, I, I actually don't go to the Rose Bowl every year. I went last year because, uh, you know, those guys were asking me to go out there. Um, me, Lawhead, Bartnick, we all opened for Burr at the uh, Orpheum Theater out there on New Year's Eve. We all had our wives with us. It was amazing. Uh, and then we went to the game. I will not be uh, in California for New Year's because I'm going to be uh, I'm gonna be here doing a theater show in Connecticut and I'm going to be local as I'm, you know, working my new hour and getting ready to, you know, tour with the new hour before I shoot it. So I'm not going to be out there. Uh, if I was out there, I would absolutely 100%, you know, take a picture with you and and, uh, and have you come and say hello. But uh, if you come to New York, man, you come to a show, just hit me up or tell who's ever working there that, uh, you know, you listen to my show and you want to meet me. And, uh, yeah, and just don't stab me. And uh, I would definitely do that. Uh, as far as you're unacceptable, yeah, that's a guy who's, that's a guy who's, you know, father didn't, you know, give him enough love or he's just like, that guy is, you know, trying to create something that he either failed at or he's still trying to achieve and he's trying to make his sons like that. That's absolutely ridiculous to have a five. That'd be like me taking my son Lucas to a gym and having him do pull-ups and when he doesn't want to, calling him a baby. Like, what kind of piece of shit does that? Who does that? Like, are you fucking serious? Seriously, who does shit like that? That's like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Uh, thank you for the submission. Thank you, uh, you know, for the first time submission. And, um, you know... Thank you for the UPS thing too. 
I appreciate that because now I know. Now I don't have to yell at these people. Uh, let's see what else is going on here. Um, do we have any uh, from Twitter? Let's see if we have any quick ones from Twitter because I am far into this show right now. Hold on a second. Let me see how far. Wow. All right. I'm at 45 minutes. I didn't even get to sports yet. I didn't even get to movies yet. Uh, all right. So let me see what's on Twitter. If I have any on Twitter, I got to sift through here. See, I should be more prepared, people. I know I should. I know I should. Uh, yes, thank you. A lot of people were agreeing with me on uh, Twitter about the MTV thing. And you know what? They had to take it down. They had their fucking tail between their legs and they had to take it down. That stupid shit talking about white males. You know, they had to like apologize for it or take it down because other people said shit about it, which was ridiculous. Um, let's see here. Uh, this one is... From Mark O'Brien at Mark, uh, Cap, uh, what does this say? Capnumpire one, uh, C A P N N U M P I R E one, uh, fucking animal waiting to use, to, I guess waiting to use the bathroom, the lobby on a flight to Seattle in her stock. Uh, oh my God, stocking feet. Yeah, she just was on a plane waiting for the bathroom barefoot and the floor looks dirty. Yeah, that's a little animal-like. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is from Ryan Lospike. Lospike? Lospike. I'm sorry if I fucked this up, Ryan. Anyway, it's at Ryan underscore L-O-T-H. Uh, first of all, I could see that you were a soldier from the Army Reserve. Thank you for your service. And here is Ryan's unacceptable. Only giving a military discount for active duty and not Reserve or National Guard is unacceptable. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. It's like, oh, so me risking my life last month, I would have got a fucking pair of, of, you know, foot sneakers for cheaper. But now that I'm home with my family who's celebrating me being home, I can't get it. Or that I'm a reserve, so I put my life on the line sometimes. Fuck you. Absolutely right. Good for you. You're 100% right about that. Uh, Let's see what else we got. I'm sorry. I'm on fire today. I know I'm cursing a lot. I got a little edge to me today. I know. I know I do. Sorry for all the people who have their kids around listening to me say the C word. I think it's a little too late for me to say the C word. After I said cunt about 15 times today. Uh, all right. You know what? We're going to stop there with the unacceptables. Um, thank you guys for the submissions. If you want your unacceptable read on the show, go to unacceptables for TVE at gmail.com. And I will love to read your unacceptable as long as you are not a psycho saying something ridiculously violent or crazy that I cannot uh, do. Because uh, believe it or not, iTunes, iTunes, iTunes does they go out there. Um, but I would love to read your unacceptable. I always love, uh, new submissions, first time submissions. So if you've been listening, if you're a new listener, something bothered you, send it out, man, send it out. I love to read it. Everybody gets pissed off. It's a great way to vent. And then you could vent through me, a comedian who wants to vent with you because I want the shit to stop. So it's, it, it works for everybody. Okay. That's unacceptables for TVE at gmail.com. And you can tweet at Paul Verzi. Uh, and, and I'll read your tweet. I know it won't be as long as a story, but do that. And please do not write me three fucking pages because I do want to get to some people. Uh, what else do we have here? What else? Wow, it's a good show. It's always a good podcast when it's going fast like this. All right, we're almost 50 minutes in. Okay, so I saw a couple of movies. Uh, my kids made me... I was supposed to wait to go see movies. Uh, we were going to go when my wife was, you know, when my wife could go, but my wife had to go and do this and that. And the kids, my, then my wife worked one day and the kids are, you know, you lied to me. You said we were going to go. So I took my kids to see that movie, um, Sing. Took my kids to see the movie Sing. Thought it was awesome. Awesome story. Awesome singing. Awesome songs. Uh, hilarious characters. It's about a theater that's going under. They put on a talent show. All these animals are like, it's all animals that are singing, but they have like great voices and shit. There's a, a gorilla, pigs. There's a fucking koala who runs the theater. Um, 
elephants. It's just really good. Like it, it was, it was one of those things. Like the whole theater clapped afterwards. Really good. Um, really good movie. It was a really good movie. I was into it the whole time. Me, my buddy Russ, and his kids who go to school with my kids went. Um, and uh, we, oh my god, it was so freaking early. We went, and the kids just made me go. Like so now there's other movies that they're waiting to see. You know, it's it's just nuts. Um, I love it though. I love going to the movies, but it's nuts because I didn't get to see Star Wars yet. I want to see Star Wars. Um, and then the other night, my buddy Giannis was over, and um, he's like, "You never saw Saturday Night Fever." So I never saw Saturday Night Fever in its entirety. I saw Saturday Night Fever like certain bits and pieces, but I never watched the movie from beginning to end. And he said he was watching it just to laugh at how he danced and how he talked and how Italian he was and all that. I actually got into it, but the thing that was crazy to me about Saturday... And first of all, the I mean, I, I know I'm not giving this away. Everybody knows this because the movie came out in 1977. But I couldn't imagine growing up in that time, being a teenager in the 70s, you know, or early 80s, and that soundtrack being out. Because that soundtrack must have blew people away. Like, that soundtrack must have fucking... Back in like 77, 78, 79, 80, whatever, that little time frame, that must have been in every car, every tape deck, must have been Saturday Night Fever. But the sexual aggression was nuts. They would just take the chicks in the back of the car, and the one chick let like two guys have sex with her, and she's like crying, saying no. It's like, isn't that rape? Like, they could never make that. And then uh, when he tried to have you know, tried to hook up with the girl in the back of the car, and she's saying, no, 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 and then he, like, finally stopped, that was, I was like, holy shit, like, this turned into some rapey, I didn't know that, I did get into the movie, but that was a little, that was a little, uh, much, a little weird, but it was one of those where late night, you got a little buzz, nothing to really do, you got Netflix on, I don't feel like watching some murder documentary right now, I'm kind of chilling away from that for a little bit, so what could I watch, and I'll probably be right back on it next week, but uh, what could I watch? And I watched Saturday Night Fever from beginning to end, and I was like, oh, I'm ready for staying alive now. I never saw staying alive. Um, but, you know, I think I think if you never saw it, it is, like, like Giannis said, it is for the comic relief of how he dances, how he walks and talks, and how over-the-top Italian, and he just plays like this stupid Italian guy from Brooklyn who could dance his ass off. Um, it's both funny, hilarious, but the music is great. So it's like a cheesy movie that I just, I laughed at and just enjoyed. I don't know why. So, um, I don't know. There you have it. Saturday Night Fever. I saw it for the first time and I was amused and sing, take your kids to see sing. It was really, really good. It really was. It was good. And, uh, don't tell them that you're going to take them and then tell them maybe in a few days. Cause I realized that that doesn't work. My daughter will hold me to shit which she should, but I'm like, yeah, we'll go, we'll go today or tomorrow, and as soon as you say that, it's like, it's tomorrow, and I'm like, all right, fuck it, I gotta go, but I really enjoyed it, it was an awesome, awesome um, movie, you know, it was, uh, it had a couple of funny storylines, but really, uh, really good, so we gotta talk some sports here, by the way, I'm gonna be back on the NFL Network next week, everybody, I will post the day and time but sometime towards the end of next week, I will be back on Good Morning Football on the NFL Network, which you could check out, which everybody has. It's on. You could get it. You could DVR it, or you could watch it uh, in uh, in the morning live, and it's a live show. So uh, I'll be on that to uh, to start the year. As a matter of fact, uh, they love the unacceptable segment from this show, and they like me to do it on their show. So uh, and it's all because of your guys' unacceptables that you write in. So thank you. Um, the New York Giants made the playoffs, everybody, like I predicted they would. I said they would win 10, 11 games like I predicted they, they would. They won 10. I think they're going to probably win 11. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be dangerous in the playoffs. Um, I just, you know, I don't know what we could do if we're going to win or what, but we got a shot. Uh, I don't love our chances against some of these teams that are really super hot, like the Packers. Uh, I think we could beat the Seahawks. The Packers are on fire right now, but our defense is Super Bowl caliber as far as I'm concerned, so it should just be interesting. It should really be interesting. I love that uh, Tom uh, Tom Cruise. I love that Tom Cruise is the wideout talking shit. No, uh, Victor Cruise 
is saying, like, you know, talking about how teams don't want to see them. I think he was alluding to if the Patriots and the Giants did make it back to the Super Bowl, that they could say they want to see us, but they don't. I happen to agree with that. You know, I would not want to see a team that beat me twice um, and then have have to do that. Now, I get, hey, if you do beat them, you kind of, it, it's not as tainted, you know, of a legacy. But if you don't and you lose three, it really is, and it's really devastating. So I don't buy that they want to see him again. I really don't. I think both uh, fan bases would be extremely, extremely scared and nervous if they did play each other. But just to have the Giants in on Wild Card Weekend uh, with that defense resting right now, I'm excited about it. Um, You know... I think uh, Eli always has that bad second-to-last game. I'm glad he had a bad game uh, against the Eagles. Uh, I don't even mind if he plays a half and has a bad first half and then they put in the backup in the next game. I don't mind because I want him to get rid of all that shit because one thing Eli does on the road in the playoffs is he's sharp. And uh, knock on wood, that continues, but that's what I'm looking forward to. I think the Giants are primed right now to go on a run. Everybody's betting against them. Uh, I love it. I love our chances. What can I say? I don't think any team wants to play us, but let's be honest. The Packers are coming hard right now. You know, the Packers are coming hard. I think the Lions are going to have a hard time beating them next week. I think the Packers are going to end up doing it and going into the playoffs, um, which is scary, which is scary. But we'll take it one day. You know, we'll take it one uh, one step at a time. So um, the Knicks, the Knicks, uh, they won the other night. They look good. Back and forth. I got to go to a game. That's what I got to do. I got to go to the garden and go to a game, get my son into it, get everybody into it, you know, and then once it's just, you know what it is? It's so hard to concentrate on basketball in the Knicks when the Giants are like, holy shit, are they going to go on another run? You know, if the Giants get knocked out early, I'll probably get right into basketball a little more. I mean, I'm still going to watch the NFL playoffs like crazy, but if the Giants get knocked out, I could concentrate a little more on the Knicks. It's just hard right now. When the Giants are, are, are back in for the first time in four years. Uh, so, you know, speaking of sports, today I was listening to the fan after I dropped my daughter off at school. And um, I was, John, John Sterling, the announcer of the Yankees was on. And he was just talking and I didn't know how he would be because sometimes he fucks up calls, you know. Sometimes he fucks up calls, you know. He'd be like... It is high. It is fun. Oh, he caught it. He caught it at the wall. Or like, strike three, he struck him out. No, no, he did. He tipped it. Like, you know, sometimes he fucks up. So I'm like, how's he going to be? Like, I didn't even know. I was ready to just change it. I just wanted to see if they were talking NFL football or just talking something I could listen to to pass the time in the car. And they're like, John Sterling, the Yankees is, is there. And they're like, John, I love you. I love your calls. What makes you come up with the home run calls? And I'm like, wow, is a play-by-play guy really on the radio right now just doing a radio show? He was damn good, really sharp, and it was awesome to see. They even brought up uh, Vince Scully. They're like, oh, you're going to be right next to Vince Scully in the Hall of Fame. And he's like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Vince Scully is the greatest. I think he's the best. He's the, you know, Vince Scully, for you people that don't know, he's the play-by-play guy forever for the Dodgers from when they were back in Brooklyn. You know, and he's he's retired, and he's a legend. He's like the greatest radio play-by-play baseball announcer of all time. And, you know, John Sterling of the Yankees, who's an older guy now, he was just giving him so much props and homage and just saying, like, yeah, man, you, that guy is the guy. But it was cool to hear the Yankees, just by chance, I went to the, the radio and just to listen to see if they're talking, like I said, NFL or Knicks, and it just happens to be him hosting the show, I guess subbing in for the regular thing. And it was actually really cool to hear, and he did a really, really – um, good job. So uh, I'm going to make an effort to concentrate a little more on the Yankees. It's just so hard because baseball is just longer and drawn out, and I travel, and there's so many games. Um, but, you know, the NFL is easy. It's 17 weeks plus the playoffs, the Super Bowl, then you're done. Um, all these games, it's just it's just really hard. But I am going to try to make an effort to watch the Yankees a little more, and, uh, and I am going to, you know, try to get down to the Garden and see some Knicks games. Um... All right, what else do we have to talk about here? Um, all right, so uh, this, so yeah, so I have some uh, shows coming up, everybody, in New York. Uh, big announcement that I can't make yet because we're still putting it together, but I will be shooting my special in the spring, and it is between, um, it is between two states and one, two, three, f- five venues. 
It's between five venues, uh, two states, and all on the East Coast, all in my neck of the woods. That's what we're working on. So before I lock down the date and where it's going to be, but I also have other dates coming up, and I'm going to be putting together a tour, and I'm going to be going on a tour, headlining, and you know, uh, working the hour all over the country um, until the spring, and I want to shoot this thing um, probably April. So we're working on all the logistics of that and everything, and I will let you guys know when that happens. But um, you know, I love you guys for you guys to be a part of it. It's going to be. Uh, his, historic for me, and uh, I'm not putting it out there unless it's it's what I, I need it to be, and that's what I'm working hard at. Um, this Saturday, I will be, this New Year's Eve, I will be at the Schubert Theater in uh, New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, and then I am coming right the fuck home, and I will be at home in time for the ball to drop uh, in my home with my family. I am doing nothing. I said it before and I'll say it again. One of the greatest New Year's Eves I've ever had in my life was sitting in my home in Mount Kisco with my wife and we just had the New Year's Rockin' Eve on and we listened to the concerts and the songs that everybody played and we played board games until the ball dropped and then we just continued to play ball, uh, board games and drink and uh, and we went to bed and it was fucking awesome and you know I'm doing that shit I am doing my show at the uh, Schubert Theater at eight o'clock I'm an hour away from home I, when I when I walk off that stage I'm getting in my car and I'm coming home and I am watching the ball drop home so uh, that's what I am doing uh, other dates that I'll be performing are all coming up what I could tell you is in February I will be at the Comedy Connection in uh, Rhode Island in May I will be at the Punchline in Atlanta um, we are working on Miami I will be going back to Miami we're working on Boston right now want to go back to Cleveland and shows out west um, you know and I'm trying to get back to Arizona as well so all of this stuff is being put together so check out uh, paulverzi.com you can see all of the dates where I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to announce the name of the special pretty soon, where I'm doing it and all that, so bear with me, please send your um, avails to Unacceptables for TVE, thank you guys so much for the support, uh, check out all things comedy where the Verzi effect is, check out City Living Dog uh, and Coach Mike, uh, reach out to them and let them know that... Uh, you know, the Verzi effect sent you over. If you have any dog issues or questions, just reach out to him. He's amazing at what he does. Um, and, uh, yeah, I hope everybody just has a really happy, healthy New Year's Eve. Be careful. Let's, uh, you know, definitely uh, have a toast that 2017 will be uh, the best year yet. I uh, don't know how things could get that much more fucked up. Uh, and that's it. There's a big year coming up, you know. Let's talk about that real quick. This is a big, like 2017, if 2017 has, you know, was a person, they got to get this shit right, you know? Like, like 20, if 2017 was a person that just got back to the Olympics after like falling and breaking their leg and they were like the hopeful, like that's what's coming up now. They can't, they got to stick this fucking landing is what I'm saying. 2017's got to stick the fucking landing, Okay. Good things to happen, you know? Trump starts doing a good job, calms people down. Celebrities fucking getting staying healthier and not everybody's fucking dying. You know, people start coming together, you know, as a country, as communities. Um, you know, like that's, that's a thing. You know, it, it shouldn't be where family members don't talk to each other because some people like Trump and the other people don't, man. People need to come together. People need to, you know, be safer. You know, uh, police... And, and minorities need to fucking not have these crazy things happening. And, and, you know, I'm not saying that it's all the police and I'm not saying that it's all the minority. I'm just saying I hope this shit stops. I hope 2017, we don't see that shit in the news anymore. I hope there's good, good uh, you know, good posts on Facebook and, and nice things, you know. Like I said, you know, puppies and, you know, blowjobs or whatever. I don't think you could post a blowjob on Facebook. But how funny would that be? If you could post getting blown on, on Facebook, if that was allowed... Every other one would just be somebody getting blown on Facebook. Like if that was the one thing that they said was okay. It's like, listen, we don't want violence. We don't want anything like that. We don't even want porn. But you could you could get blown 
on Facebook as like part of the thing and everybody's just taking selfies. You know, like the girl's on her knee with a thumbs up and the guy's like smiling. <laughs> uh, uh, why did the show have to go there? It didn't have to go there. It was, everything was fine. I was, you know, I was landing the plane. I was landing the plane. Lloyd, not fucking now, Lloyd. Uh, he's actually been good. He's been good the whole time. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I just hope it's a better, better year. And I don't think, I mean, the nice thing is 2017 should and could stick the landing because I don't think things could be more fucked up. I mean, think about 2016 and I know everybody's saying it, but I'm not even just talking about the celebrities. You know, I, I somebody wrote an article saying it's not the uh, 2016 that killed everybody. It's the seventies because a lot of these people live like rock stars for decades and it catches up with you. And that could be true too. But I'm saying like the police brutality and the ugliness with the election and how people are just, you know, half the people hate each other and, and just all kinds of stuff like that. If that could just go away for a little bit and things could go back to being a little better, I think 2017's got a chance to really do some good. And I think if uh, the president, the president-elect can, you know, calm people down and show that he's willing to work with both sides and stuff, that's what I want to see. I know it's corny and cliche, but it's the end of the year show. This is the last TVE of 2016. I wanted to go out on a nice positive note. Now, I know I said cunt a lot on this show. I know that, uh, you know, I talked about blowjobs on Facebook, which I, is just really not, you know, it's really not family uh, oriented to say that. Um, so I apologize again, but uh, let's make 2017 a great one. So um, from myself, the Verzi Effect podcast to you, have a happy, healthy, great Happy New Year, everybody. And until the first TVE of uh, 2017, which will be uh, episode 288, uh, I am out of here. Until then, I will talk to you guys next year.